Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC Fight Night, Dern vs. Rodriguez, and I just finished this card right now, and I didn't watch it live, but because I was busy, but I did watch it all right now from top to bottom. Overall, wasn't the greatest card, but I expect these things from UFC Fight Nights are not going to be amazing. Like, all the amazing cards, basically, events are the pay-per-view pay events, so I expected this to be you know average and that's what it was it was an average fight card some good moments but we'll start off with the main event marina rodriguez defeated mackenzie dern by unanimous decision 49 to 46 from each judge and you know i i can't uh compliment uh, marina rodriguez enough i think there was a much more hype uh behind mackenzie dern prior to this fight with the way she's been looking recently same with marina rodriguez um she's been looking very good as of recent but to be honest everyone was thinking that Mackenzie Dern could do it. You know, she this was the fight for her to finally get to the top, um, especially with all the growth we've seen in her career so far. But um, her jiu-jitsu, as great as it is, it wasn't enough for this fight. She was unable to bring the fight down um, easily. Uh, and when she was able to bring it down, she was unable to lock up any submission. So I have to give credit to Marina Rodriguez for that because if you're defending submissions against someone like Mackenzie Dern, you're the real deal like that that's legit stuff so congrats to marina who who won this fight with her striking she's a muay thai expert and it was too much for mackenzie dern who has improved on her striking for sure people were making fun of her striking after this fight but this is expected when you go against a high level striker like marina rodriguez you know and i could say the same for mackenzie dern if she fought joanna young jacek i think it will go very similarly like her striking is improving but it's just not at the level against these top strikers in the 115 pound division so just wasn't enough against uh marina rodriguez there was a moment in this fight and like i think it was the end of round four where mackenzie mounted marina and I was just screaming at her to like go for the submission and she finally goes for it with like two seconds left in the fight and i was just like i i don't know what that was <laughs> you know like that was that was just bad um bad uh fight iq in my opinion you know but round two she looked really good um she was on top for the entire round trying to lock up submissions um really controlling the action but it, those moments alone just weren't enough for the output on the feet by marina rodriguez and you know, the obvious fight next for Marina Rodriguez has to be Joanna Janjacek. You know, that is a striking masterclass of a fight once they set that up. And I would I would love to see that fight. I think everyone would love to see that fight. I would say she should fight for the title, but I think Carla Esparza should definitely fight after uh, Weili Zhang and Rose Namajunas. They figure everything out in their second fight so carla next for the title shot but marina rodriguez versus joanna Janjacek. i would love that fight uh co-main event randy brown defeated jared good uh jared gooden by um unanimous decision and it was it wasn't an uneventful fight it was uh pretty eventful on randy brown's part um pressing forward early on connected with a really nice kick to the face that would knock out most people and jared jared gooden ate that like a champion man and what was bad about that kick was that randy brown dislocated his i think big toe um from that kick so 
for the rest of the fight he was fighting with a dislocated toe so respect to him for coming out with the decision win after he he's he looks great on the feet you know he's a long rangey fighter for him to be at 170 pounds is like insane this guy is huge man so like i don't know how he cuts down to 170 um he his body like reminds me of um what's that guy's name in middleweight kevin holland you know and it's just look kevin holland had to make the jump to middleweight and to be honest i could see that with randy brown too in the future where he's gonna have to jump up to uh to middleweight because he looked huge in this fight but somehow he didn't miss weight it was actually jared gooden who missed weight overall impressive performance by randy brown despite all the adversity he had to face in this fight and even prior to it um not adversity specifically but more so that his father got out of jail after years of being in jail and this was the first fight he ever got to see his son partake in and that's that was uh that was beautiful like when i heard that um in the post-fight press conference uh, post-fight interview i was just like man like randy brown was saying i haven't seen my dad was in jail since I was three years old. This guy's 31 years old now. Like, that's that's insane. And, like, for him to say, like, we still maintain the father-son relationship even when he was locked up, um, that, that oh, man, that broke my heart. Like, it was just, um, this mu must have been such an emotional fight for him. So that was on his brain. Then he dislocates his toe. Regardless, I think he made his father proud with this performance tonight. And I like Randy Brown. The only defeats he's really had so far in the UFC are against like top welterweights like Vicente Luque, Nico Price. Like these are high, like great fighters at 170, despite them not even being highly ranked um, at the time. Specifically, Vicente Luque, who he is a, a highly ranked uh, welterweight now, but back. At this time, um, he wasn't, but still, there was so much hype around him. Defeated Randy Brown. Nico Price defeated Randy Brown. But with his wins, I remember uh, his win against Alex Oliveira. That's what really impressed me with Randy Brown. He locked up that rear naked choke with one arm. Like, There's so much potential with Randy Brown, and I can't wait to see what's next. But I I just don't think it's going to be at welterweight, to be honest. I think he's going to have to move up. So... We'll see what, what happens next. Uh, I think a good fight for him, if he was to stay at welterweight, would probably be, I want to say Bilal Muhammad, but I don't think Bilal Muhammad's going to try to fight anyone below him at this point. So um, I think, I, I have no idea what would be good for Randy Brown, to be honest, but I'll be watching. I'm excited for his career. Uh, Matthias Nicolau defeated Tim Elliott by unanimous decision. There was some controversy surrounding the decision. Um people thought Tim Elliott should have won. I thought it was a close fight. Um, it was kind of, I think the third round really uh, changed everything. Like round three was when uh, Matthias got on top and he was just uh, controlling, uh, maintaining top control for most of round three. And even the the commentators, um, what's his name? I can't believe I, I forgot his name, Paul, Paul. <laughs> Paul Felder. <laughs> yeah, so Paul Felder, man, uh, was even saying, like, Tim Elliott, I feel like, uh, thinks he has this fight in the bag. And that's what it kind of seemed like. Um, it was like a back and forth battle on the feet for the most part. Matthias was more efficient with his striking, I would say, connected with uh, the more cleaner shots and more output in general even though tim elliott was moving forward more um he probably did think he had it in the bag and even his coach um james kraus james kraus yeah uh 
afterwards he after the fight he said I, I take full responsibility for this defeat i told him that he was up and then he could just kind of coast basically um that that's bad advice and i'm happy that james kind of recognizes that and took accountability i think that's what good coaches do so you know it sucks that tim elliott lost but congrats to matthias nikolaou for that unanimous decision win maria agapova is it agapova or agapova man this is like hard you know but i'm gonna say for now maria agapova defeated sabina mazo by uh third round rear naked choke you know maria agapova she was someone that i had high hopes for after her ufc debut i think it was her debut yeah yeah it was her debut with ufc and i'm like oh man this girl is gonna be like a a problem oh shoot (laughs) yeah but yeah this girl is going to be a problem in the future and then her next fight after her ufc debut against shanna dobson um she looked good early drained all her energy out and then by the end of the fight uh, or by round two shanna dobson took over and uh, tko'd her on the ground and uh, that was a huge upset like the biggest uh upset in women's mma since holly Holm. And Ronda Rousey, which is crazy, but that's how much hype there was surrounding uh, Maria Agapova prior to the Shanna Dobson defeat. And even in this fight, I, I still have high, I still had high hopes for her because I know she is very young. She's 24 years old, long, rangy like person, you know, like for um, perfect for 125 pound division and just striking in general. And she proved that. Um, against uh, Sabina Mazo, who honestly, it's funny because Sabina Mazo has like a similar like body type as well, but she j- doesn't fight rangy compared to someone like uh, Maria Agap- Agap- Agapova. <laughs> oh, it's hard, man. But yeah, like she doesn't uh, use her range as well. And I think that was the difference in this fight because Maria was just picking her apart on the feet uh, so well, good combos, just mixing in mixing it up so beautifully and you could tell she was more patient this time around conserving her energy not going all out not getting too excited to just uh you know empty the gas tank by the end of the fight i think she was staying patient looking for that one shot but even if it went to the decision she i think she would have been fine she wouldn't wouldn't have been tired because she was doing very well in conserving her energy throughout this fight but in round three Finally connects with that nice right hand, drops Sabina, and then immediately, doesn't even throw punches, immediately goes for the rear naked choke, immediate tap. And that was just like beautiful, like, that was beautiful fight IQ. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh man, like fighters need to do this more often. Like once they smell blood, go for the kill right away. And sometimes that's not punches. Sometimes it's a rear naked choke, a submission. You know what I'm saying? Like that's good fight iq in my opinion and when i saw that i was i was very impressed with uh that performance by maria and uh, a next fight for her she even called it out uh was is going to be um what's her name marina moros who doesn't really fight that much she was supposed to fight next week pulled out of that fight and um i think that would be a good matchup for both women in my opinion marie maria versus marina so, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a great call out by Maria Agapova, and I can't wait to see what's next for her in the future. Chris Gutierrez defeated uh, Felipe Kolarish by split decision. Pretty uh, close fight, you know. Um, even though Felipe was like pressing forward for most of the fight, connected with some nice shots, the volume was more with Alexander 
not Alexander, with Chris, who was moving back. Um, but uh, even though he was moving back, that was enough, you know, like his uh, output was much more, more strikes by the end of it. Um, did, did he bring the fight down too? Uh, close in round three, he brought the fight down, even though, and he, he spent some time on top, but Felipe was able to get back up. But I think that was just enough, that final, that round three. And then at the end of the fight, uh, Chris just like goes all out uh, with his, with the striking, you know, hurt Felipe. If there was more time, I think he, he could have finished the fight if he wanted to. So that round three really, um, in my opinion, gave it to Chris Gutierrez. So good win for Chris Gutierrez. In the prelims, we have Alexander Romanov defeated Jared Vandera by TKO punches. Heavy hitter Alexander Romanov is coming off that uh, that weird uh, win, that weird technical decision win against uh, one Espino um, by uh, what happened. It was, it was weird, but, you know, this is a good win for him. Comes back, uh, fights Jared Vandera. Competitive fight on the feet early on. And then in round two, Alexander brings the fight down and then it was just all ground and pound from there. Eventually the ref had to step in. Impressive performance by him. Can't wait to see what's next because he's undefeated uh, as a heavyweight, which is that's whenever I see a, an undefeated heavyweight, we got to pay attention to that. Um, Damon Jackson defeated Charles Rosa. This was actually a very fun fight, in my opinion. Um, good uh, strikes by Charles Rosa connected with some nice shots in this fight um, included a spinning back elbow that opened up a huge cut uh, in round three on uh, Damon Jackson's face and then the fight made its way to the ground and that's man like the amount of blood that was spilling outside out of uh, Damon Jackson's head was just like I, I, it was disgusting yo like but like it was like pouring and i'm like oh man we got to stop this before this guy just passes out because like it looked like he could have passed out from the loss of blood that he was going through there and even at the end of the fight like once it like reached to the judges like you could tell how like weak he was and how tired and it wasn't because of the fight it was more so because of all the blood he lost so that was crazy. Like, I can't believe they didn't stop the fight, but somehow patched it up. And for the most part, Damon Jackson was just controlling the fight with his uh, wrestling, you know, bringing the fight down, ground and pound, attempting submissions. And by the end, he won by unanimous decision. Lupita Godinez, also known as Lupi, defeated Silvana Gomez Juarez by armbar in round one. Man, Lupi Godinez, shout out to Canada. She's Mexican, moved to Canada. But, oh, I'm excited for what's next from her even in her debut fight to be honest like it was a close fight i forgot who she fought in her debut but it was a pretty close fight and i thought there was a it could have went to her in my opinion so i had high hopes for her even after her uh, debut loss with the ufc and she kept, she comes back with just an absolute statement against uh, silvana by bringing the fight down right away and then eventually finishing it finishing her off with an arm bar clean dominant performance and i can't wait to see what's next for loopy uh women's straw weight and to be honest like her wrestling is probably some of the best in the division outside of carla esparza's or outside of carla esparza's right now so i'd like to see how that plays out in uh at 115 women's 115 so good for loopy godinez the hope for canada still lives for a champion <laughs> to come back like it, it, it's crazy like how long it's been since we've had a canadian champion it's been since gsp and like gsp is long gone now so i hope uh lupita loopy is able to make us canadians proud steve garcia defeated charlie ontiveros by tko 
uh, round two, Charlie Ontiveros, man, this is the guy who, um, what happened in his last fight, he got taken down and he ended, he landed so awkwardly, I think on his neck. And that was scary. That was like, it, he couldn't move like after that fight, he was like on the ground for like a few minutes, but he got better, came into this fight. And honestly, he looked good. I think he moved down too from, he moved down from welterweight to lightweight for this fight. And man, his power on the feet and his striking in general, man, this guy, like it, it sucks that he lost this fight because he was looking so good. But then once it got to the ground, Steve Garcia was just controlling the action, um, throwing some ground and pound and he, he connected with a nasty elbow that opened up a cut on Charlie's face. And then from there, it was just all Steve who was controlling the action on the ground, throwing ground and pound. Eventually, the ref had to step in. But man, Charlie Ontiveros, like I'm talking about the, the loser of this fight, but I feel bad for Charlie Ontiveros because he's like a very good fighter. You know, like when I like when I see people like him, I'm like, I can't believe fighters of your caliber are losing. But it also has to do with experience too and i think uh steve garcia he had more of that in this fight and that prevailed so congratulations to steve garcia that was the fight card like i said overall it wasn't the most exciting fight night uh, i liked five out of nine <laughs> five out of nine fights um in this card I, I could i could even say four to be honest but i'm gonna be nice and say five so divide that times 10 and you get 5.6 so 5.6 out of 10 is the rating i will give this fight card let me know what you thought what was your favorite moment and i hope you have a good rest of your week Bye bye